0: Welcome to the Digital Health Insights Podcast, where NZHIT CEO Scott Arrell brings you key thought leaders to share their experience, views and vision on all things digital health and more. Full tech enablement is essential for creating world-class health systems, and Scott's guests discuss how this can be achieved, the challenges that need addressing, the opportunities it creates, and the benefits delivered to health, disability and social care services in New Zealand and worldwide.
1: Kia ora and a big welcome to the Digital Health Insights Podcast. I'm Scott Arrell and thanks so much for choosing to spend this time with me and my guest, Florian Strohley. Florian has been in the digital health sector for 10 years and is the General Manager Healthcare Accounts New Zealand for DXC Technology, which is a major global player not only in health but across multiple sectors and industry groups. DXC, as it's now known, was one of the founding members of NZHIT back in 2002. And throughout that time, they have been engaged in our activities and supporting the sector. I really appreciate the ongoing support and contribution to our goal of enabling a healthier New Zealand. You'll enjoy listening to Florian as he takes us from his decision to leave his homeland of Germany, travel to Dunedin, New Zealand to study at Otago University, right through to today where he's leading DXC's healthcare business in this country. Florian has achieved a lot in a short period of time, and he's going places, so it's such a pleasure to be able to capture and share his story with you. Talking about sharing, please make sure to hit the subscribe button from this podcast, give us a rating and a comment, plus fee, please feel free to share with your friends so we can spread the news about the awesomeness of New Zealand. By the way, have you checked out our website yet? Just head to nzhit.nz, you'll find heaps of information, resources, blogs, events, a jobs board, and much more that you can find out about, all for free. Are you interested in being an NZHIT member, then flick me an email on ceo at nzhit.nz and let's have a chat. Use the same address to let me know what you think of this podcast. You might have some guest suggestions, questions to put to them and so on. I want to hear from you, so please get in touch. Well, I've got Florian waiting for us, so let's go have a chat with him now. Hi there, Florian. How, How are you doing today? Thanks for joining us.
0: Hey, very well, Scott. Thanks for inviting me. Appreciate being on here.
1: Yeah, it's um, really good, and and actually, we for listeners, uh, yeah, we're recording this uh, um, when we're both kind of level two point five with the COVID levels. Um, you're kind of just up the road from me, uh, uh, kind of. Yeah, at Fungapara A- Army Bay, area, beautiful part of uh, of Auckland, to be frank, and we um northern sort of
0: office.
1: yeah, yeah, that's right, in northern office. Yeah, so we're sort of arms length, aren't we, away from each other? But here we are. We're we're talking over in this virtual manner. So. Um, and what's been keeping you busy of late?
0: Oh, what's been? Oh, well, obviously, um, you know, the the last COVID period has been uh, it's been pretty busy. Uh, we, well, like like you, my family, we we're really into our sports a bit, so we've been uh, doing a bit of bit of running, um, especially in the mornings, and then uh, yeah, been been really focused on. Uh, assisting a few of the the DHBs with their COVID response in in many different ways, and uh, that's taken up most of my time.
1: Yeah, I, I, and um, yeah, that running, I, I harass you, don't I, about that? And so, so get along the park run on the Saturday morning, but of <laughs> course, park runs not not operating at the moment. And and and, uh, and you got it because you know you got one of the best park runs in New Zealand just down the road at Millwater. So uh, once once they get open again, I'll start harassing you again. Well, I'm getting, like I'm getting around
0: good. the uh, the Orewa um, lagoon on my on my bike quite a bit in the mornings as well. So it's a beautiful a beautiful spot. I'll definitely mm, pick up, up, up on that offer to, to join you for a <laughs> bike Yeah,
1: yeah, we'll do that. Um, now listen, uh, you know, for our listeners, um, your surname Strolley, uh, yeah, you know, uh, kind of. Where's that from? So Thai, happy, some that sort of area, or or, or more foreign?
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, no. So so Scott, I grew up in in Germany. So I born in in Hamburg, Germany, and actually uh, came to New Zealand for for university. So in, in two thousand and four, I uh, I jumped over over the, the ditch um, and uh, studied down in Otago. So a pretty uh, pretty New Zealand upbringing, actually, um, over there. Mm some life lessons for sure um i uh, actually had to work for about a year and a half um prior to coming over here because it's quite expensive being an international student doing the whole degree in in new zealand um so yeah it was kind of a fly-by-night decision um I had to look at a couple of different university websites and and uh otago was it and then uh yeah, I had to work for, for quite some time to make it happen, and and during that time, I really didn't um, want to know anything about uh, the place that I was going to, and, and uh, so I had absolutely no idea of the reputation uh, of a university as one of the premier universities, but also a great place uh, to uh, to live and blow off some steam. So uh, yeah, it was it was really a great time um, studied excellent yeah. business and Chinese down there. So um, that was that was actually really good under um, some, mm. some great professors, um, Dr. Andre Everett and a, and a few others. And, and I really enjoyed my time down there. And then, um, yeah, started working um, for Winscribe originally in 2010, mm. as my first mm. foray into uh, the the health sector. So um, I think so, some of you listening will be well familiar with Winscribe. Um, it's a, it's a, technology, uh, dictation and speech recognition technology used um, very widely in, in New Zealand. In fact, it was mm. um, developed in partnership with um, Capital and Coast District Halport, um, I think in 1993. It was, uh, it, it kind of came out of um, a phone call uh, by by one of the board members at CCDHB at the time when they wanted to record uh, board meetings and and asked whether that was, that could be done by the telephone system. And that's kind of, um, how Windscribe came about. So it was actually a health uh, health use case that um, that started that company. And then, uh, yeah, I, um, I worked mm. with Windscribe in 2013, moved to um, Sydney um, to become the APAC regional manager over there, and then um, spent a couple of years working with a whole bunch of public and private healthcare providers. Um, so eHealth New South Wales, Chris O'Brien Lifehouse, was involved in uh, the opening of the Lady Cilento Children's Hospital. That was um, yeah really interesting, uh, kind of spending the first couple of nights there as it was opening because um, we had a, a massive go live and I was involved up there in, I guess, the, the first foray um, of, of moving from a traditional sort of license-based approach to a statewide software-as-a-service transaction-based model in 2014. Um, which was it was really difficult the first couple of years, but now seen as as something that's obviously the right model for um for, for, for a lot of different clients and software software vendors, other members, and the hit members. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I might I might stop there because I've talked for quite a bit. <laughs> <talk about laughs> oh now. no, that's I-
1: okay. I- it's all. Yeah. That's all interesting. You get the context for your background, and you know, where you've come from, and um, just to, just to tidy up one thing. So, whereabouts in Germany did you did you where did you come from?
0: So, um, my my mum and dad are from the south, but I was born in the north in, in Hamburg, and that's where I spent most of my time. Even though my okay. aunties got a flat in Berlin, and I spent a bit of time in Berlin as well, but mostly Hamburg, Germany.
1: Right, right. Um, so Hamburg, and that's this is where I'm leading to. Of course, Hamburg to Dunedin. It's yeah. You know, what's uh, is, is, there, is there similarities? The um, ones a couple maybe of, just the, the music, maybe beer. Good music, music scene in Hamburg. Hamburg was the um,
0: oh, yeah. the the first Beatles concert at the Star Club. So um, oh wow. Me, uh, well, a couple of breweries in Hamburg as well as in Dunedin. <laughs> um, it's a student town as well. Uh, poured down. Mm-hmm. so yeah, it's quite quite a few similarities, and then lots similarities, of
1: similarities.
0: Yeah. they're quite different, to be honest.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was just sort of like uh, drawing that line between sort of student, you know, being brought up in Hamburg, student in Dunedin, university student, and the kind of a common denominator of sort of beer, beer and partying and stuff like that. So, yeah. um, well, as I you do I down in Dunedin, I
0: wasn't aware of all of that um, when I when I made <laughs> to come over. So I was pleasantly surprised that it, um, it was the case. And
1: oh, excellent. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you. And um, so D- DXC, who you're currently um, working for and um, have done, I think, for the last couple of years, and correct me if I'm wrong on that, um, NZ Hit members and have been right from the outset, actually, in different, you know, they've started, they were a founding member back in 2002, yep. not as DXC back then, of course. So I've sort of there's been, uh, by merger and acquisition, um, now DXC and to, to change at some point in the future as well. But really pleased to talk to you in that regard because, you know, um, as far as I'm concerned, I you know, I value DXC um, substantially because, you know, obviously you were one of the founding members uh, in, what's that, you know, 2002, so 18 years ago going on to 19 years and uh, a significant player in the New Zealand market as well as offshore as well. So uh, tell us a bit about, you know, DXC and, and what's keeping you busy there. That, you know. That you can tell us about, of course, and and there's the acquisition that's that's occurring um, as well. Sure. Um, so I
0: might I might continue just just um, spinning the bow instead of maybe where how I ended up at DxC first, and then uh, mm. we can we can jump into sort of what what we um, what we've been really focusing on over the last couple of months and years um, with with DxC. So um so I was I was still in um, in Sydney at the time, but in, um, in 2014, um, uh, my, my brother-in-law, he, he was back in New Zealand. So he, he started losing his hearing and it was quite mysterious because, um, like he, he always has had a number of different health conditions and, and problems. Um, but he never had any, any problem with his hearing before. So, um, my partner, she, she um, had to go back, spend a bit of time with him over there, and then we um, unfortunately got the diagnosis that he had a uh, slowly-progressing degenerative disease called neurofibromatosis, which is basically where um, uh, small tumours are growing very slowly in your brain um, and spine, and, and he had it in a few other areas, including his tongue. Um, but it was actually the tumours growing through his um, uh his hearing nerve that um, caused him to lose his hearing. And so that's when um, we decided that we are going to move back to New Zealand to to look after him a bit and and make sure that we, you know, he, he was, it was not going to get better. It was only going to get worse. And so um, we moved back. I took a, um, Another uh, more senior role with Windscribe looking after their global sales and ended up traveling around the world for, for a couple of years working with healthcare clients in the UK, um, such as um, Universal Hospital of Birmingham, Leeds, NHS Trust, which was at the time Europe's largest medical speech recognition project, um, Heart of England Trust, Stuart Forrest, um, I worked with uh, a a cancer center in, in France, for example, Central Oscar, Lambret. Um, mm. Some of the health clients in Germany and Switzerland are so really really getting getting quite a broad view of different approaches to healthcare, And then in particular, we had a focus on um, the US. So I was um, very much focused on on that market and, and working both with sort of larger hospital networks as well down to the smaller regional hospitals and state hospitals. And state hospitals in America are the um, – you know, I think serial killers kind of like the mental hospitals, it's, it's like mm-hmm. a movie, um, big insurance companies and, and, and the likes and really focusing on partners and and working, um, yeah, with, with our New Zealand partners at the time, Sound Business Systems, and, and shout out to them, uh, obviously mm. in New Zealand at the time. And so then 2017, I was shoulder tapped by, um, by Kelsey Grant, who some of you will probably know, Um from the listeners here he used to work for Orion Healthcare and then uh, joined DXC probably a year before me um, and I worked with him in Australia and so he um he sort of shoulder tapped me to come work for DXC saying hey this is this is really um interesting and, and and a really good company to work for and and um obviously a lot to learn uh, because because the you know the range of projects he'll be working on this is very diverse and and there's a significant footprint in New Zealand but um he sort of encouraged me uh, to take that step and, and then got to know the rest of the team and, and they all seemed like a good bunch and um, uh, had some interesting conversations with the sector, actually, with sector participants and asked them what they thought. And some thought I was I was pretty crazy and uh, others told me about, um, you know, um, legacy challenges with, um, with uh, you know, problems from, from seven, eight, nine, nine years ago and, and some more recent ones. And, and um, I decided to take that challenge in, in 2017 and, and definitely haven't looked back since. So, um, yeah, been have been getting pretty busy. And um, so for you, for you listeners out there that, that may not know, uh, DXC technology is, is a very large system integrator with a long-standing history in healthcare. So we've got about 600 people in New Zealand roughly 7,000 across Australia and New Zealand, of which 250-odd are solely dedicated to healthcare. Um, and, and and certainly the learning curve has been very steep. There's a lot of experience in, in this company with many staff having been there for, you know, 20 years, 30 years, 40 years. Um, and obviously I've only been in the healthcare sector for about 10. Um, so I do feel... You know, humbled every day and and learning new things. But I'm I'm I know enough now to be dangerous in, in many different areas. <laughs> and uh, and so yeah. So just just for a bit more background. So um, sixteen DHBs in the country um, are run on a DXC patient administration system. So um, IPM and WebPAS predominantly. But there were two other um, generations of PAS in the country still when I joined DXC, which have now been um, successfully migrated to. second generation PAS. 19 out of 20 DHBs um, manage their pharmacy, the the, the hospital pharmacy on on our e-pharmacy product and we've actually uh, just completed the rollout of the South Island during COVID actually over the last three months, um, rolling it out to four DHBs down there so um, it's something that we're really happy about. Uh, 8 out of 20 um, DHBs uh, use our e-prescribing solution match we've got specialist solutions in uh, ED, ICU maternity so there's a lot of clinical um, specialist software that um, that DXC provides and it's got its own IP mm-hmm. um, but really over the last three years um, well one is we've been growing quite a lot um, even for, for a, a mature business I think secondly we went. Particularly good about talking about some of the things that we've done. We just sort of got a um, heads down and, and, and got on with it. But yeah, we really really worked on a, on a wide variety of projects. So that's you know from from rolling out you know this pharmacy solution across the whole South Island, um, we implemented a, a CRM solution in support of the um, disability sector um, review and, and the new the new operating model. Around the disability sector for a disability service provider. I can remember three uh, completed patient administration system rollouts in my time. Um, we brought a, a range of new products into the market, um, co innovated with some clients, um, such as recently with Wanganui DHB on um, the telehealth scheduling solution that, that some of you might have heard about, um, helping clients to transition to as a service models into the cloud. And we've been um, very active in a range of different yeah. um, more back office type um, yeah. uh, and, and I guess major enterprise platform type space. So ServiceNow, um, Microsoft Teams, uh, financial solutions, like such as Oracle. So, so for example, DXC um, uh, helps or has built, some of the system that the the sector payments uh, are processed on for the Ministry of Health about seventeen billion dollars worth of payments I think are going through that and I think about nine billion of that are processed via um, DxC systems and yeah so DxC is a a fairly large company working with um, most uh, public organisations as well as all, mm. all the major banks. Telcos, um, large companies in New Zealand. Um, so, the two, the two, uh, the New Zealand's apparently most liked and most disliked system are both DxC systems. So you've got the the um, the New Zealand passport system, where you order yourself a new passport. That's apparently the one with the highest customer satisfaction rating of any um, uh, public. Facing uh, public sector solution, so that's that's uh, one that the DxC team has built. And then uh, the second one is uh, the most hated one is actually the police infringement notice system. Happens to be also the probably one of the most (laughs) resilient. So we sometimes joke uh, if there was a nuclear war, there would only be um, rats and this police infringement system that would survive. Um, right,
1: it's <laughs> well, all good. Well, I tell you what, the last three years you've been uh, obviously coming in with a with a sound base to start with, but yeah, certainly you've been pretty busy. And uh, I imagine how hey, you'd you'd take in every opportunity to get back down south, particularly uh, uh, Dunedin, because you like me, you're a you're a staunch Highlanders fan. I oh, yeah. And for the listeners listeners who don't know who that is, or who the Highlanders are, we you know New Zealand are the best rugby players in the world. In fact probably the universe and um you know they would definitely be a team from Mars or the moon anytime <laughs> the uh, uh, uh and and the Highlanders are uh, a super rugby team uh, based out of Dunedin taking in that whole sort of Otago Southland area so um yeah um despite being Aucklanders uh, Florian we and clearly because of your background you're, you're a key Highlanders supporter I just like the Highlanders because they just have they kind of have that kind of true grit approach to yeah, uh, you know, to whatever they do, and I always get a bit disappointed though because they, they they just really don't get over the top of those Crusaders that often. They do yeah, that yeah. So, yeah, yeah, um, but, yeah. But yeah, I got I, you know,
0: I, I think everyone likes to um, to back the underdog, and and they are they are to a degree. But uh, look, it's it's a it's a beautiful place, down not so, um So, certainly learnt a lot about um, about life and and you know, met so many interesting people, and and oh, it's, it's really it's really shaped my approach to everything. I think just mm. coming coming to New Zealand, um, there's there's just a couple of things that resonated really, really strongly with me. So one of the things really is around um, paying it forward. That was not something that I was used to growing up. Um, in fact, if someone were to speak to you on the road, you're, you're probably quite apprehensive, and you thought what does that person want from me? You know, as, you know, they're trying to rob me or something like that, but I've, I've always found that sort of like approach of um, giving people the benefit of the doubt, um, helping them not for for your own sake, but just because it's the right thing to do. And that's something I really found very strongly in the South and all over New Zealand, but especially down, down South. Mm, just, mm, mm. Um, yeah, it's, it, it's great people down there. But, but look, progressively I've moved sort of, Further, further north. So I started in Dunedin and then moved to Wellington and then spent some time in, in Rotorua as well. Then South Auckland, North Shore, now Whangaparaoa. Um, you might find me in Fiji one day.
1: Who you knows? You might do. Well, I'll tell you what, yeah, yeah, in fact, New Zealand is just such a fantastic place. Anyway, uh, God's Own, as we call it here, and um, and the places you've lived in are are fantastic. So, hey, let's talk now. Let's get back to business, yeah, because most of my listeners know that at some point during any um, uh, – with any of my guests, I'm going to put something in about rugby, but then you've got to make sure I don't just uh, stay on that topic and it becomes a rugby show rather than a digital health show. So um, let's talk about – you know the acquisition, so you got uh, so Excuse me, Daedalus is uh, uh, acquiring the, the health business of a DxC. Um, from my perspective, sort of in the NZHIT members, and I've said said this to you just recently, it's kind of like who are they and what are they going to be bringing to New Zealand, so to speak. And and so again, you know, within the bounds of what you're able to talk about, it'd be great to have have a, a bit of background on what's happening there.
0: Yeah, sure, Scott. So um. So basically DXC and, and, and Daedalus Group uh, about a month ago announced that they signed heads of agreement for the transfer of the um, healthcare software business. So DXC's healthcare software business to the um, Daedalus Group. And um, I think the first thing that that your listeners need to know is that it's um, still a while away for that deal to be finalized. So we think probably earliest that that deal will close as sort of Feb- February next year, um, maybe more, maybe more like March next year. So we haven't we haven't actually um, started to create the New Zealand Daedalus entity that that will eventually migrate contracts to and, and so forth. But that's all happening. There's there's quite a few work streams in the background to make sure that that's a um, smooth transition. So really, what what this transaction is all about is it's to, about bringing together the assets of a couple of key um, healthcare groups. So the ACFA Healthcare Group, um, which some of you will be familiar with, and um, that are very strong in the diagnostic and um, sort of imaging space, and um, then the XISoft assets. So they're the ones that have been transacted. And some of you listening, you probably will be aware that um, you know IBA Soft eventually got sold out um, to iSoft and then iSoft was bought by CSC and then CSC merged with HP to form DXC that you might not know but what you need to know is that these assets have um, moved a couple of times uh, from, from owner to owner and this is now, they're now finding a more permanent home. So these are um, you know, basically what we do in New Zealand currently. Um, so IPM, pharmacy, ePharmacy, um, web pairs, those, those types of um, healthcare IP and then Daedalus is a, a very large entity in its own right so they have got about 4,000 staff, um, about 1,100 staff in R&D, um, they're the EMR market leader in France and Germany so um, this new entity is going to be the fourth largest healthcare software and service provider worldwide and the largest um, that will be focused on socialized medicine, so it's going to be definitely software focused, R and D focused, and and around clinical software, and much more focused around clinical software than um, where, where DXC was was you know more focused on, on ERP type technologies and in, in other in other areas. This is going to be a, a much more focused um, yeah clinical software uh, provider and um, Daedalus's main footprint was in, in Central Europe and South America before, and then um, iSoft and Agfa um, had significant footprint in uh, the UK, uh, obviously ANZ and, and uh, America and parts of um, Asia. So this will be, um, yeah, it, it's quite an exciting time. There's there's a lot of different um, innovation that's being brought together for, for the benefit of our clients, and um, and certainly in terms of you know consistency, the um, yeah the, the same people that 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 you're used to working with in ANZ will, will still be there. That's um, you know that there's, there's definitely commitment there to New Zealand um, to continue to to be supported in the way that that you're used to, and and, and hopefully we can um, yeah leverage that that new. New company structure to, you know, deepen those relationships even further and, and, and innovate
1: together. Yes, yeah, great. And so yeah, we'll um, effectively sort of from early twenty twenty one, we'll start to see this um, roll out and and I guess yeah, you know, the DxC name, so to speak. Dis- disappears and it'll be dataless.
0: It, uh, DXC is that the intent DxC technology will um will still be active in um, in healthcare in New Zealand, we'll still work together very, very closely. So D- Daedalus and DXC technology will work together very closely. But um yeah, certain things that we currently do in, in healthcare, such as the work with the, the ministry around um uh you know, the Oracle systems, for example, or um uh you know th- let's say, robotic process automation work or um, things to do with ServiceNow, that they'll, they'll definitely still be um, uh, done by DXC in healthcare. So you'll have, um, you'll have a two-for-one.
1: <laughs> two-for-one. <laughs> That's a good way of putting it. Great. Good on you. Hey, um, and you, so we're talking about 2021, but yeah, let's go a bit further than that. If I uh, gave you the keys to my time machine, I'd, um, I think I've got one, a time machine, I mean, but... Um, <laughs> now and again, I lose it. Someone takes it, and then uh, then it come, turns up again. But anyway, getting serious, I give you the keys to my time machine. Let's punch the button to t- take you to twenty thirty. Um, you end up in twenty thirty. What? You know, Tell me what you see. What if? If uh, what would good look like to you in twenty thirty when it comes down to New Zealand's health and disability system and and uh, digital health in, in particular?
0: Yeah, um, that's a very really good question. Um, Look, I think 10 years is a long, long time from now, mm. but it will roll around quicker than we think. Mm. I think that there will be a balance. So certainly what, what I see or what we see is that there is a move across the health sector um, for organisations to consolidate more on, on larger platforms. So um, there's a move away from point solutions. Um, But I do think, as I said, that there's going to be a balance. So I do think that DHBs will adopt um, platforms and and try and simplify their application portfolios and reduce the number of applications that they actually have. Um, But I do think that there'll still be a significant opportunity for local innovation with New Zealand um, companies, New Zealand startups, um, with you know partnerships between um, you know larger providers and smaller companies. Um, but I, I do think that because of the requirements and the increasing requirements around platform security, you know, providing things as a service, it does it does favour some of the um, yeah some of those larger larger platform providers to take a a bigger Bigger um, position in the sector. And I think that there's a lot of um, a lot of that will happen. I do believe that um, the move to as a service will continue. Um, so a lot of the legacy on-prem point solutions will mi- migrate to um, platform plays, on, likely in the cloud. Um, so multi tenanted no downtime, evergreen software. Um, and, and certainly, that's some of the, the key things that we're seeing, even as trends now over the next sort of three to three to five years, um, that will accelerate. I think um, the DHB-owned shared service providers will have to think about their business model and, and potentially have to reinvent themselves in that kind of world. Um, so where you know where they're the managed service provider now in that new model what what is their role um, do they become a service aggregator or um, you know a specialist professional service provider what 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 is what is the role that that they play when it, when increasingly we're moving to a as a service um, provision so i think that's a that's that's a that's a conversation that's probably being had now and, and it's going to continue over the next couple of years and and be interesting to see how it develops. Mm. Um, mm. From a consumer point of view, I think that, that's obviously an area that you know we've we've been really involved in. And, and as I mentioned before, my you know um, I've got a lot of experience supporting my my brother in law who was quite sick, and I, and I experience experienced the way the New Zealand health system works and not, and doesn't work, and um, you know all the uh, the ways how it's how, how everyone's trying their absolute best to give you the best best treatment possible, but just the system is not really set up to be uh, to, to wrap themselves around a patient, right? It's very much sort of around around the given service, and so I I remember we used to get you know letters sent to my, my brother-in-law's house on a on a Wednesday night asking us to be you know, in an appointment the next day, uh, halfway across town, and then we'd have to, you know, drive through traffic to come pick them up and, and do those kind of things. And we missed the appointment, for example. Um, so, so I do see that we will tackle some of those challenges and, and that, you know, not to labour the metaphor, because it's probably a poor metaphor now, but, but that it will become a little bit more like, um, your experience booking a flight on Air New Zealand, hopefully uh, ho- hopefully without the cancellations um, <laughs> along, along the way. Uh, but I think it's a good example So, um, because it kind of shows you the magnitude of the problem and also maybe what, what some of the solutions can be like. So if you look at um, uh, booking a flight on, on Air New Zealand, at least you know that you're going to need a plane and you're going to fly from destination A to B and you're going to need a, a pilot and some flight attendants and some ground crew to – to, and that's kind of the logistics of that journey, right? Um, in health, depending on what your clinical journey is, um, you, you might need a different type of plane wherever you're going. There might be multiple stops and mm-hmm. then, um, you might need a different type of pilot and, and different crew to um, a- along the ride. And that is really the key challenge, right, is the logistics of of getting the right people in the right room based on your clinical journey. And and certainly where we as DXC are are very active in and we see that these are problems that can be solved. They have been overcome in other industries and they can be overcome in in health. And we we are absolutely certain that uh, we'll uh, we'll play a big part in, in, in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, at least we, we 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 feel we've got a, a very strong opinion on these things so um from a from from a second point of view and i think this is again why, why maybe this in new zealand example was a good example um from a data point of view um you, you may have seen the actual systems that in new zealand's back office runs on and that's kind of like if you, if you ever have a problem you, you walk up to a counter and someone helps you at the computer and it's kind of this blue screen application which which looks really old um so that's that's still there and it's in, in place This system of record um because it works and it integrates with all the other airline systems and the baggage handling systems worldwide right so it needs to needs to do a lot of things um but what they have done is they've basically taken taken the approach to create a, a middle layer that that basically where you can bring data out of these systems into, a, a, let's call it a data lake or, or a standards-based repository that can be interacted with in, in near real time and that aggregates data. And then, you know, from a, from a consumer point of view, right, we we experience something completely different because we, we are interacting with you know, our flight booking through an app or through through a website, which is really user-friendly. So I think for the New Zealand health sector, that's very much what's going to happen is that it's not really about replacing a lot of the um, the underlying systems of records very quickly because it's something that costs a lot of money and it's hard to do. It's about abstracting the data and the business processes out of these underlying systems of record, getting them into... Um, an accessible format that can be um, assembled at any time, very much along the lines of obviously the the vision around NHIP and I know a lot of the DHB's local vision around around sort of having a a source of truth that's easily interacted with and then creating your local systems of engagement, whether that's a patient portal or maybe a a persona-based application um, or something off the shelf. That can then be plugged into into these kind of architectures. Mm. I think mm. there'll, there'll be a lot more uh, of that, and again, that's that's something that we are um, quite focused on in, in terms of what we're trying to do mm. for our client. And, and and we've got a solution in that particular space called Open Health mm. that we use for telehealth. Right. Yeah. Mm.
1: Well, and uh, yeah, so so you struggled at the start to talk about twenty thirty, but then. That was great. You just uh, once you got going, it's fantastic. So hey, uh, and I, and I chose twenty thirty on purpose because we you know as you know we've commenced the development of uh, what we're calling the New Zealand Health Tech Opportunities Report, uh, which uh, NZ Hit is leading the development of that. But it's it's not a exclusive to NZ Hit members. It's a uh, inclusive process where we're getting, it's basically all comers can get engaged to um, develop the content and the direction. 2030 is kind of the vision that we're setting. We're saying, what does 2030 look like? And really it's about enabling a healthier New Zealand um, that New Zealanders and New Zealand should have a world-class health system. And to do that, a big part of that is it needs to be enabled or supported by full tech enablement uh, and moving away from tech as an enabler, um, because lots of tech is an enabler. Uh, quite a bit of it can be just for you or me individually. It's an enabler. But we need to achieve full tech enablement. So we're talking about that vision. Um, the opportunities part of that is is if we and aiming for full tech enablement creates a huge number of opportunities, um, and then identifying what those are, then saying, what are the barriers now that we all need to work on to resolve? Uh, break down barriers, fix problems. I'm calling them calls to action because they they are going to have to be calls to action. Um, and you know, let's let's drive forward to twenty thirty and and really why shouldn't we have a world class health system and, and, there isn't, and a fully enabled? No,
0: there there is no reason. And you're absolutely right. It is a it is it is really only about the outcome. It is about changing the experience for for patients. I think we, we've got the opportunity to Significantly enhance equity in in terms of um, giving everyone access to a world class healthcare system through technology. Um, and you know, tele- telehealth is obviously one one of those steps, but there's there's many other ways that we can mm. we help. I think you know the kind of things that we 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 just expect as consumers um, as as basics. They will become. Part of the healthcare experience as well. So knowing where you are in the journey, um, making decisions about where and when you want to receive care, um, uh, you know wraparound services, um, uh, better navigation of the healthcare system, and, and where to get get help. That's that. That's all going to come, but but it it will require a lot of sector participants to break down barriers and to, um, I guess, take risks, calculated risks. And um, and I guess we, we just need to continue moving, right? So I think COVID obviously has given us the impetus to, um, for a lot of DHBs to try things um, more quickly to, to be able to um, move fast and, and, you know, if they have to fail and move on, even though I haven't seen, seen much of that, to be honest, I think most of these... Um, projects that were kicked off over COVID actually have been really successful and, and a good example of what can be achieved in a short amount of time. Um, but we need to keep that up. So if we, if we fall back into um, previous ways of, of um, deliberating and, and not really moving forward um, on and making decisions on on what it is that we want to do, because I think we've, we have got broad consensus of what's required, um, then uh, – And, yeah, we won't get there. That's right.
1: Oh, we might, yeah, need to make it happen. And and this increasing, uh, it's not just a world-class health system anymore. It's a a world-class health disability and social system, Mm. uh,
0: which,
1: does wrap around you know the way we live, how we live, and a big big part of the report is actually focusing on the social determinants of health, um, and the well being approach, and talking about the power of people. And we you know we talk about a let's say a, a sickness or an illness system moving actually to more of a, a, a mental and spiritual system, um, or taking into account you know the our, you know our, our mental and spiritual approach to our health and well-being so yeah quite a quite a big shift i think it's a it's a massive opportunity frankly and why shouldn't we do it um otherwise w- we'll be sitting here doing another podcast and say five years time talking about the same thing and, and and i certainly don't want to be doing that i don't think you do hey uh, on that note um i think well, that's a really meaty meaty way to leave the to finish up the session but yeah uh, i'll le- i'll let you have the final say
0: yeah well just just, just on that and I'm glad that you raise it because it is it is something that I'm really passionate about. I talk about it with my partner at home all the time because we um, you know we, we are really interested in that particular space. But it is all about it is all about the people, and it's about looking at it um in a slightly different way. Um so I think you know for for myself that's really what I've focused on a lot over the last couple of years with DXC is is all about um you know putting people first um, talking about things like kindness, kindness in our decision-making and the way that we interact with our clients about, um, you know, uh, you know, for our people, um, you know, resilience, curiosity, um, uh, mindfulness.
1: Well, thanks, Florian. This has been a really fantastic um, session with you. And, you know, we started off with you talking about where, where you started from uh, back in Germany, all the way to Dunedin and all the way through, and we we then jumped into the time machine to twenty thirty. So <laughs> that was all really good. And thank you for that. Hey, if anybody wants to get a hold of you, you know they're, they're welcome to email you, aren't they? On uh, um, now, your email address is uh, fstroehe. So that's f t r o e h l e at D X E dot com. That that's correct, I've I've got all that right.
0: I think you missed the s there. F s t r o e h l e at dxc dot com. Okay.
1: Oh, cool. Yep. F-strolly. F yep. Sounds good. And um, and of course, yeah, you're, you're welcome to, if anyone wants to flick you an email with an inquiry or comment even, they might uh, might want to take pick up on what you were talking towards the end there, you know, when we were talking about what does the system look like in the future and the wrapping around um, health disability and social and so on. So I hope you've enjoyed it, and uh, Florian, and hope listeners have enjoyed it. I think it's really been a, fa- a fantastic session. So uh, thank you. Thank you very much.
0: I appreciate it, Scott. And uh, yeah, thanks. Anyone wanting to get in touch, just uh, drop me a line um, or, or contact me uh, via LinkedIn. Or if you go on my LinkedIn, there's my mobile number there as well. And uh, yeah, anytime again. Uh, and and Scott, I've got a, a, a yeah just 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 for your next session. Um, there's a few others that, that have sort of come off the back of that and said, why why has Scott not asked me uh, f- to be on the podcast? We'll, we'll chat about that afterwards and you can, you
1: can... Oh, absolutely. And I always put into my introduction and, uh, and into any, all of my sessions, people just get a hold of me. You want to be a guest? Uh, absolutely. And, you know, there's... Um, I, I get sometimes the other way where I've asked people and they go, oh, no, 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 no one's interested in what I want to say. And I said, well, actually, I don't think you're right. And uh, but so it's just... Uh, yeah, people want to be a guest on the show. It's, it's all comers It's uh, because everybody's got their story to tell and that's that's what this um, the Digital Health Insights is all about. So thanks, Viren, and thanks, listeners, for spending time with us today. Goodbye.
0: Thank you for listening to the Digital Health Insights podcast with Scott Arrow Make sure to subscribe and join us again for more news, views, and stories from key health and tech leaders. For more information, please head to our website at www.nzhit.nz.com where you'll find links to resources, news, events, and much more.